Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Talk Your Own Podcast. So, hmm, let me start from the beginning. Some days ago, yeah, I met someone. <laughs> yeah, so I got the opportunity of interacting with someone. And during this period, I didn't know who this person was until yesterday I decided to go and browse. But then, what I saw on the internet was actually what this person has been exhibiting over the period. Yeah, I feel like I'm making sense. I'm always making sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, on today's episode, we have Yomi Ojuti. Yeah, it's nice to have you on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Nana. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> For, for having me on this episode of your podcast. You're welcome, you're welcome. Yeah, so Yomi Ajite is a leadership development the expert. Uh, we're expert, professional, whatever yeah. it is. So I would allow him to ring his bell to play strong yeah. Alright, thank you so much, Nana, once again. Uh, my name is Yomi Ojute. Um, to some people, I'm a learning and development specialist. You know, to others, I'm a leadership development professional. But I think the, what really matters is that um, I'm always involved in um, making people become better at whatever they do. You know, I think that's what excites me and that's what makes me, you know, get into that moment where I'm creating what works. So, yes, that's yummy. So, we can say for some people, their creativity is maybe vlogging or writing, mm-hmm. but yours is in getting people to that leadership space. Yes, getting to people leadership space. What, what would you say triggered it or informed this part because i don't think it is something that people actually do mm-hmm. yes so what would you say made you go into leadership development all right um quite a very funny story i don't believe that i can say this without going back to the fact that it was when like i <laughs> funny to say <laughs> when i got out like what people say my own personal encounter with god okay you know and that was like almost a decade ago more than a decade ago you know and then you know, the people always say that when you give your life to Christ, you know, the first thing that God does is to open your eyes to see stuff. You know, I think that's what happened to me. I discovered that, you know, I think the, the what really matters is our ability to, you know, make things work. Literally, that's it. So I used to live in a Akoka community. I lived there for almost um, more than half of my life. You know, and then I met one man, you know, I won't mention his name. And then I saw that, I saw his capacity to make things work. You know, Akoka that used to be a very almost rough community. You know, he came on board as the community development um, um, community development association chairman, and he began to change things. And it just brought into my mind the power of leadership, right? When people are able to come to the point where um, they create system structures to make things work, and I thought to myself that, what if I'm able to do this for other people, help them develop leadership development capacity? so that they can be able to move from where they are to where they want to be and also make other people, other organizations, anywhere they find themselves, make everything literally work in the best possible way. So that's how I got to into the leadership development leadership development space. Another thing is that I remember we were supposed to go for NYSE. The date was May 11th. So I studied my Bible. In the book of Romans chapter 5. <laughs> I don't think people see that. This is time that I used to play like this. But yeah, I'm, I'm a solid Christian. You know, um, I think it was from verse 17 to 19. Um, 
message translation it says one man said yes mm. and turned many around wow and i just got struck by that scripture and i'm like this is leadership like mm. the ability to one man to take responsibility for something and able to influence other people to follow you, you know and then that day that night all this people in my mind mm. this is what you are going to do in your service year yeah. and i was supposed to go to service like 13 or 14 days after you know yeah and then i started preparing and then Holy Spirit gave me a name of a project called the one man leadership project mm-hmm. I, I i i took my i developed the logo i went to serve in um or your state in Badon. and when i was in camp the same camp everybody would come to me and say there's something about it there's something about it there's, mm-hmm. there's an aura around them like i don't know what you guys are saying right and then to one day i told the one young guy i said i have a very high you know urge to help people become leaders. And she said, that is exactly what I've been seeing. Mm. Like a leader. I'm like, really? I didn't know this, right? And then and I start, then I was able to serve in the office of the um, Commissioner for Youth and Sports or your state. Then he also saw that uh, capacity in me and then he gave me an opportunity. So I started helping young training young people for free in the Badon, in partnership with the American corner in the Badon, you know, to have monthly joints in leadership development. So that was like my sojourn mm. into the leadership space. And yes, yeah, yeah I am today still doing that. So that means leadership development is basically helping people attain their like being a leader and helping people get to that position, right? Well, I would say leadership is not necessarily a position. Yeah. So leadership is simply a set of skills mm-hmm. that once you exhibit it, those skills, you know, it makes you achieve. Like, what's the leadership is moving from one point? Points next point, so it's a, it's a journey. So, it's really literally a set of skills that allows you to move from that point right. to, to you know to, to the next point. So, uh, what I do is to help people develop those skills, right? When you do, when you're able to develop those skills, you don't need to be a class captain, you don't need to be um, the chairman, you don't need to be the president. Literally, anywhere you are, you find that you're able to exhibit those skills, and people will just say that this guy is a leader, right? Mm-hmm. And we and so there's what we call personal leadership, and then ability to lead other people so you can lead yourself first literally i remember you know david the pastor david david said you can't lead people where you've not gone to right so literally <laughs> so the, it starts from you you know leading your own self and then before you start leading other people okay so you said that yeah leadership development entails all this but the question i want to ask i don't want you to see myself i am like going back to the point mm-hmm. that we just let go on I want to ask, what is leadership development in its own? Okay. In the sense that, um, how how I put this down? To for someone to sing, mm-hmm. it means like for a musician is to sing. There might be other interpretations to it, mm-hmm. but then it is to sing, mm-hmm. and it has like the rudiments. Yes, the least under it. This is what it entails. This is. You have to have a voice, you have to have the lyrics, you have to have this. So leadership development, yes, it is getting people like leading people to attain a level and all those type of things. But it should have like some things that okay, this is what we actually do, this is what we actually tell people, this is how we actually right. lead people. Okay, I, I, I get your point. So um leadership development is true if if I if I try to define it, it's simply you know grooming people mm. 
to develop leadership skills. So what are leadership skills that we're talking about? Let me just try and list some of them. One is um, self-awareness, emotional intelligence, ability to influence people, goal setting, um, time, time management. I'm, I'm not talking about basic things, right? Mm. Time, integrity, you know, um, things like personal discipline, you know, things like social awareness, things like how to lead teams, how to work in teams, you know, um, you know, all of those little, little, little elements here. And there. of course, as you go higher, there's also the, you know, the, the, the business side of um, leadership where right now we are talking about commercial awareness, commercial intelligence and all but on the very surface, you know, if I'm going to talk to you, you always believe that how to manage your time, how to um, work with others, so people don't know how to work with people. Right, and that is is a problem because if you can't work with people, then you can't literally succeed in life. Because at the end of the day, for you to get some level of success, you need, you, to, work you need to work with people, teamwork, things like delegation. You know, these are things that we just find ourselves doing, you know, unplanned, but we've not been taught how, how to, to do, do it. So leadership yeah. development is simply teaching people how to do those things so that when you get there you're able to achieve some level of you know success and reduce your ability to make errors can someone for you now we can say leadership development came naturally for you it's like you said people saw the attributes in you that oh this is what you can do can someone actually learn it like yes so um I know there's there's literally a um a school of thought that believe that leaders are born, so you believe that leaders are made. And I believe that leaders are born to be made. <laughs> you know, literally and by that I mean that, you know, we all have natural tendencies to lead. In fact, biblically speaking, you know, the Bible says that from Genesis we are created, you know, to have dominion, multiply the earth. So there's a natural, you know, uh, inherent capacity in us to lead. You know, but natural anything that is natural. In, in his real sense, would outgrow itself and would lead to error. For instance, if you leave the air on your armpit, mm. naturally to keep growing, it will become a bush, it will start smelling. Mm. So that's why you need to trim it, right? So yeah. I'm looking at it, right? So at the, at the highest level of leadership is that you need to keep pruning the knowledge that you have, the skills that you have. Everybody can run. If a dog or a lion comes in this room, you see that everybody will have the capacity to run. But the difference between us and saying both is that he has now learned the skills on how to run or you know successfully every time. Yeah. So that is not a function of error. So, the, so when we say that people literally need to learn how to lead, you know, in, in as much as I had maybe natural tendencies to lead, I've read many books on leadership. I've attended, yeah, I've attended many trainings on leadership, right? You know, so literally, you know, I'm doing my, my master's in managerial psychology. So these wow. are things that you need to keep growing yourself. That is the developing part. So it's like a lifetime journey. Right, so that's the difference between you know a one-day training and a development program. So development is almost continuous on a daily basis. You are looking, and you know that's why they said that you need to keep getting feedback. So you know areas where you need to improve on and all of that. So leaders actually are people that you know are on a constant learning, you know, journey. Yeah, that's like intentionality, yes. because I feel that's what affects most creatives. I agree. Because they, what I'm saying is, I'm talking from personal experience. <laughs> So like they know they can do this stuff naturally and then they just rely on that. That thing affected me because I was going through my yeah, I've I just I kind of stumbled on something and I found out that my first blog is about five years plus old now. And I know I've been writing before then. But I've not been intentional so like recently. 
I was conscious about it like maybe some days um some years ago mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't intentional to like recently and then I started noticing oh I'm even getting better. So I feel it affects creative. You notice this like these traits in yourself and then you're not suddenly making conscious efforts towards someone that maybe it was like okay this is something I can do naturally. The person would not make the level of advancement yeah. as you would and yeah. I feel that's also part of leadership of course, development, of being able to develop, develop yourself yeah. also. Okay, there was this quote I saw on your LinkedIn profile. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> is it that I wrote it down? Yeah. I, mean, I was very serious about it. You said everything rises and falls on leadership, but leadership rises and falls on character. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so now um, that was it's deep, yes. So there's a man called uh, he's one of the top leadership experts in the world, John C. Maxwell. So John C. Maxwell um asserted that everything rises and falls on leadership. Mm-hmm. Which means that if anything is working, mm-hmm. it's because the leadership system in that space, the leadership system in that organization, the leadership system in that country is working. Mm-hmm. But if that that place is not good, it's not comfortable, nothing is working there, it only means that leadership is failing. Mm-hmm. That's what John C. Maxwell said. And I added that. Knowing that everything rises and falls on leadership is good, but leadership itself rises and falls on character. So which means that, you know, um, there's something they call CMS twins. You know, CMS twins are yeah. conjoined twins, right? So they say that character and competence are like the CMS twins of leadership, which means that um, you cannot separate character and competence. But if you have to take one away, they will say take competence but leave character. character. And that's because we've seen the best, most competent of leaders fall, not because they didn't know what to do, but because they misbehaved. Mm. So, and, and of course, in our, in our climb here in, in, in Nigeria, we've seen that the problem has literally not been we're not having competent leaders. Is that our leaders do smart you have you know poverty when it comes to character they are poor in character so uh, um, so what our consciousness gives us is that you can be great mm. at coming up with the best strategies but you can fall by people knowing that you stole five now you probably slept with somebody else's wife you know mm. of those moral failures ethical failures so we are saying that is like the foundation for sound you know leadership. leadership so that's why i mean that everything rises and falls on leadership but leadership rises and falls on character that even as i said this i just remember it portable yeah <laughs> like that edits when it came out and people were like ah. some people were like it didn't really deserve it but the fact that it got nominated meant means that that song really like it mattered to some yeah. people but based on the character traits that he exhibited even from when he got the nomination, you know, he got a warning that he should take one of it. Something he said. Yeah. Yeah. And then he still went for. So it shows he got to a point, and even minus the edits, he got to a point of recognition, not just in Nigeria, but outside Nigeria. But then the traits he now began to exhibit over time. There are some videos you will watch and you see Potipo and be like, what's going, what's going on? on yeah. yeah, and there's some traits he began to exhibit and you now be like, nah. Yeah. So I feel that is, that's like a practical example yeah. of leadership rises and fall on character. Yeah. Because now people now start looking at him like, this guy no just the water, yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. And even most of our leaders, so you vote someone because the person is like, okay, yeah, I can do this, I can do this. 
when the person gets there, the person cannot just see five naira and remove their hand. Um, or even stick to their promise. That's, yeah, that's, that's also called, yeah, exactly integrity. Yes. So I feel this is something we really need to um, like talk about because mm-hmm. people see it as normal, like, mm, that, that. but it's actually a mean, a like a serious stuff. If people are able to be true to who they are, true mm-hmm. to their character, your yes is your yes, your mm-hmm. no is your no. Yeah. We'll be able to see great leaders. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw something you. Yeah. Is it you that organized it or because I know it is under the TLF? The leadership factory. Yes, the so leadership factory. Yeah, so the leadership factory is my company, right? Wow. So I started it during a NYC like I mentioned, wow. right? So um and of course like the name is the leadership <laughs> factory is where you manufacture things. Yeah. So the goal really is to well was is to was to create an organization where you know you come there or you go out a leader, right? So, we find. Yeah, you go there, we find, you know. Yeah, so basically, that's the objective of the leadership factory. And we, one of the things that we organize, which is more, so the Summer Leadership Academy. And the Summer Leadership Academy, you know, the goal really of Summer Leadership Academy is that it's easier to influence, change people, modify behavior when you are the younger age, mm. right? Basically, that's the goal. So we thought that, you know, we should, is when you are in your 20s 30s you are most likely almost set in your ways right of course anybody can change at any point mm. in time right but it's easier to influence and change young people than it is to change you know older people yeah <laughs> you know, because of course they've, they've mastered behavior and all of that so that's why we started summer leadership academy you know um we, we usually do it every summer there's one going on now mm. you know every saturday to this year's when it's virtual you know so we've done it in lagos in Badon, and all of that we've had people come from i had a participant come from tanzania to nigeria wow. yeah that was in 2018 or 2019 you know to be a part of that so really the goal is literally is to help young people develop some of these so that I, I, I'll, I'll share this particular testimony with you so there's this boy i, I believe he's in either fstc or one of those schools right now mm-hmm. or fcbt college of, college of education staff school so when he came into was his uncle that registered him for Somalashik Academy. And then he came to Somalashik, he was so shy, but he, he couldn't do anything, he was always quiet in class, mm. but he had tendencies to be a bully. <laughs> you know, so many, after many years, last year, was it last year? Or early this year? Or early this year, January, February, mm. February, I got a call from somebody, I'm like, sorry, I couldn't pick your call now. So I, saw, I sent a text, said, hi, my name is, he mentioned that name. Mm. Um, I am the mother, of XXX, mm. my son went through your leadership development program three years ago. Wow. I'm I'm here to share my testimony after three years that I have seen my son transform. Wow. Now that's after, I literally had forgotten who that was mm. until when I now when she described this guy, oh this boy, <laughs> you know literally, and for me that's like the. You know the the the, 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 the level of impact that we've created with mm-hmm. you know the summer leadership academy and for us it's about helping young people develop these skills from a young from a young mm-hmm. age so that they can master it so that Nigeria can never be deficient of leaders mm-hmm. at all levels. So that's mm-hmm. what. But the thing is, most of this I don't know. I, I, for instance, you know I mentioned I'm for camp. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the camp is also something like this on leadership. But I can say that 
most of the food that I know went that went during that period or over time. The impact that the camp was supposed to have, it didn't have it. it, didn't have it. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And yeah, we were young people. The age range should be like limit is eighteen or so. Yeah, and we're young people, right? Even to the extent that I went to a missionary school at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from my GS1 to GS3, I went to missionary school. And there, they were always impacting us with things like this. They always preached and we did different seminars and the rest, all those type of things. But then, most of the people that came out of that school are not exhibiting all these things. Yes. And begins to make one question that was it a waste of time? All those years, all those periods where you go for all this because my school can suddenly pop up one kind of ah Jesus to so sometimes it's so frustrating because when I say okay we have program trial this week, all those type of things. And they are impacting is it that the rebellion is because it is too much. Is there it still like having too much of this training? Because at some point it's almost like ah, this word is stopping us, yeah. so that kind of is there something like having too much of this training? I don't believe that there is having too much of you know um, the development training, self development training. I, I believe that the problem is the individual receiving the training. It's just like going to mass class, right? Mm. If they teach you math, some people practice when they get back home and they know it well. Mm. Some people don't practice and then they fail at the end of the day. So it's not about what was being said most of the time. It's about what you do with what was being said. Mm. You know, so uh, what we we've also come to realize is that not everybody will practice what you teach them. You know, of course, this training that you are that we are presently doing, mm. people people will live here. With nothing to you know to you know, yeah, to, proof. To, to prove for what they are being taught today, right? So what we want to do is to ensure that we are one of these people that practice what we preach, you know, and all of that. I think was not scripture that says um, a man that looks into the mirror, you know, and, and sees so, uh, forgets know, what it looks like. like, you know, like so literally, you know. So I think that is adding work to your faith, basically, that will lead to the or see the kind of results that we want mm. to see. But do you think it's also a function of individual interest? For instance, people that go for, I'm not, let, let me sh- um, debate from school now, people that go for like that camp now, and then they go just because it's summer camp, let's not see that mm-hmm. too, or because their parents registered mm-hmm. them, or because maybe they are friends, because I uh, know, the side I'm coming from is to have click, strong, mm-hmm. strong click. <laughs> So like okay because of this why click we are going and all sort of things is it because their interest is not in the leadership development or the personal development but just for the experience of being there yeah is that why they tend to be like this so there's a possibility honestly because at the end of the day whatever we are interested in we get committed to and want to see it blossom or produce results so i uh, it could be that people are knowing and literally most people are knowing you know we are not interested in personal growth you know um this morning I was listening to you know Bishop um, Boydebu and he was saying that fasting and prayer does not lead to success. What leads to success is dedication. Like, you know, there is a people think that once I press one button, mm. I can get all the results in this world. People are not Fast. people are not committed into the process, which is the doing. You know, and I feel like that's the problem when you go for trainings, when you go to camps. 
You just want to see fast results. You don't want to do anything. Just like you are there. So once I leave there, I become Superman. And it doesn't work. If for you to become Spider-Man, Spider-Man must even bite you. <laughs> and all of that. So literally, that's a problem. We don't want to... People are not committed to, you know, to these things. Hence, we do not see the desired results. How do we... How do we create an environment where people would be drawn towards personal development? Where personal development doesn't look like a boring stuff that just like it's just the best of that like ants are attracted to sweets yeah so if i want ants here i will leave sugar or sweets here it's a matter of hours this place will be filled so how do we create an environment that will attract these people because people have this mentality of um yeah there are some things there are some things you're supposed to work on and people use like, oh, it's my toxic traits, this and that. And personally, I'm like, you can work on this thing. You just need to. But they feel it is stress. They feel it is. It will take away their signature, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. How do we create that atmosphere that attracts people to this personal development? A way that they will see that developing personal development is not for me to be. Um, to be the best but for me to work on toxic traits and flaws that will make me a better person to myself and then to the society yeah, i get it so there are, for me there are, there are there are two levels to get it done as a personal and a personal level and maybe on the societal or you know societal level community level and for me at the personal level is the end goal that you desire for yourself so for instance if you if you say that you want to be maybe a billionaire mm. and you know that working on your personal limitations will help you become a billionaire. The, the billionaire status, billionaire goal is the sugar, is what you want. Mm. Right? That alone should commit you, you know, to say, let me invest and be committed to personal development. Because you cannot become a billionaire in this in this case without investing or being yes, committed yes. to personal development or personal growth. At the societal level, it is something called people repeat what you reward. Mm. People repeat what you reward. I'll give you a good example. The reason why people go into prostitution, one of the reasons, not the only reason, is mm. that when, when, when I sleep with somebody, male or female, mm. I'm being rewarded for it. So I sleep with a man, I get 50k. Now 50k is the reward. It is enough motivation for me to do it again. Mm. Now look at it at the societal level. If the reward of people's commitment mm. you know, to personal growth and we don't reward mediocrity, people will be more interested in, in developing personal. themselves. Right? And because if you look at our, at the, our country Nigeria, the reason why people everybody wants to do that can that have something to offer, doesn't have anything to offer, would want to go into politics literally because when politics, when you don't need to be anybody, just come. <laughs> if people that you know that should participate in politics are people who have attained some high level of personal success, mm-hmm. you know, people be more committed to have personal success, not you have every Tom Dick and Harry, you know, saying that they want to become your president, someone that cannot even preside over his own family. So, societal level, we need to be more committed to rewarding, you know, you know, those levels of values those levels of virtues and i think that 
you can create that space, that atmosphere, that environment where people become more interested in personal development. Okay, well, so you mentioned politics. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, you mentioned politics, and they said you said yes at one point, but I didn't know, or maybe I wasn't there, but I saw it. Who said that? said people in class? Yeah, someone mentioned it upstairs. I mentioned it this morning, and someone yeah. mentioned that you've said this before, but I would say that I was not there. Mm-hmm. Now, in 2021, mm-hmm. you went for a local government councilship position in yes. Lagos State. What is it because of your interest in leadership development that inspired this ambition? Or was it just that you wanted to? I don't know. But what inspired this ambition? Right, so let me be honest with you. I never wanted to contest. Okay, sorry. Before we go, just know that I am talking to a politician. This is the interview with So I never wanted to contest. I remember immediately after insert in mm. twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I was I, I was in my office. I, I used to the TLF office. It used to be in a pocket then. And then somebody I respect a lot came into the office. And said, look at me. I said, Yo, I want you to contest for council of our world. Guess what I said? I said, God forbid. <laughs> and I said, God forbid, because you know, every time there is a youth movement, mm. you know, people just come out and say, I want to contest because they want to latch on the, you know, the flow. Yeah. And, I, and I, I didn't find that as being strategic. I didn't find that as being wise, right? So I said, No, I'm not going to contest. And then I heard a still small voice. I, I'm not making this up anyway. Like this is the first time I'm saying this in public, yeah. like on the on, on air. And I heard a still small voice say, Why are you running away mm. from what I've prepared you for? Wow. Literally. Wow. Even this man, I've, I've not told Mr. Yoga this. <laughs> this is the first time I'm saying it publicly. And then I took a person and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go pray about it. Mm. Then I went home that day. It was a Saturday. I think it was Friday or Saturday. Right, and then I prayed and I had the conviction that I needed and God gave me why I should run for it. You know, that I needed to go for it. So the purpose why I went for the for that particular position was not because of I wanted to push the idea of leadership development. No, it was strictly because it was for me an avenue for us to displace people you would call leaders without any form of vision. Literally, mm-hmm. the counselor in my world has nothing to write them about. Uh, so, and the idea is that because she's in the uh, top political party, you know, there's this belief that you cannot, you know, compete against her. She has automatic, you know, victory and all of that. And I found that as being rob stupid. Now, what people don't know is that the things that we are, most of the things we are blaming Brahmi for are the things that our local government is supposed to do. Mm. Now, this, the road on your streets is not Brahmi that will fix it. Mm. It's your local government chairman. But local government chairman cannot do that except the councillor mm. tells him. So who's a councillor? A councillor is like your house of rep, house of assembly. They are your representative in that community, you know, to tell, to push your needs, mm. you know, to the local government. 
So, but people are not aware. People are more concerned about their president. Yes, at the micro level, the president has some 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 important duties to do. But at the micro level, is your local government chairman and your councillor. Some of the primary health cares that we want is the local government chairman that will provide hospitals. Mm-hmm. Some of the markets is local government chairman that organizes markets. It's local government chairman that does basic education. Mm-hmm. But we were not aware of that. So we are more focused on big stuff and the small things that really affect us on a daily basis. Clean water, you know. And so it means that we need to have good representatives. So I thought about it that. And I'm not exaggerating. At that point when I contested, I was the most learned person. Mm. Literally, my mates were probably contesting for House of Assembly as support. I felt that that was twice for looting. I didn't have the resources to do that. So let me start for my community. You know, so. I contested it because I wanted to change the narrative within my community. I thought that if I stand up and say, let me do this, there'll be other people like me who have good and intentions. good intentions who would rise up. It wasn't about winning. Did I want to win? Yes, I wanted to win. We came second. Let me tell you, with, with PDP, we was even at the back, right? And because of that movement of mine, you know, literally, it changed the face of politicking our political awareness within my community I, I made a lot of enemies right i made a lot of enemies people that i used to call my you know me, some of my mentors before went against me but you must and that's why you more anybody that's going to leadership must be ready to be criticized you must be ready to you know see must be ready was prepared for betrayals i had people going back and forth saying negative about me, but i was scared of what of why i was going i knew what i wanted and for me it was a good race you know, I got, I saw people donating. I don't people someone donated one thousand dollars for that election. So for for me, that's really important. When you find people who believe in your goal, and because of that election, uh, first time I'm saying this, I'm presently doing some work from other people that want to contest that I, I believe in their work. They are calling me yummy. We need ideas. We need strategy. So for me, it's about that creating that opportunity for young people and people, sorry, young people that have you know good intentions to go out there don't be afraid they won't kill you right because <laughs> that's what they're putting out in our you know at that point when i contested i was also pastor in a church mm. so but it was like how can he pastor literally until we know that we are the ones that even god has you know <laughs> given his mm. mandate you know to, because you can't expect if you're a believer and you are, you are not help supporting good governance in your community do you expect in court an unbeliever so literally for me it was about making changing the narrative nobody pa- perfect or nobody only pass right but anything that you can do to make the other person you know uh make positive changes make positive decisions i think that you should know do. you should do so that was really the narrative about it but, but people always ask me are you still going to contest again honest and my answer is always this i don't know <laughs> right and it's not because I'm, I'm not trying to be political about my answer it's because i didn't contest first because i decided to contest it was more of i felt god i felt that i had to take responsibility for that meeting right and i saw it happen right maybe in the next 10 years maybe in the next five years right uh maybe that will happen but right now i'm focusing on my corporate <laughs> responsibility let's see how that works there's even this saying i don't remember who said it change begins with i mm. not we yeah. so i feel instead of us sitting at home and complaining about the government and complaining about the things that happen in our society mm-hmm. when we begin to take personal responsibilities, responsibilities. for these things 
then we begin to see the change. Yes. And there, there, I feel there are some people that want to also do the things we do, mm-hmm. but they don't have the motivation. Yes. They don't have that because they feel I'll be the odd one and all those type of things. But when one person decides to come, decides to come out, and then other people see this person being the leader they want to be the example they want to exhibit, they begin to do all these type of things. So yeah, actually get your point and don't worry, you go again very soon. Let's 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 hope so. Yeah, one last question that I always ask. I feel that I need to rephrase this question because it always sounds somehow. <laughs> well, your final words for us. Okay, I think my uh, my final words would be be all that you believe you can be. Mm. You know, um honestly sometimes the things that I do, I'm like how? How? Why? Mm. You know. And that's why I don't like in fact the way people come that shit development profession, I feel like they have put me in a box. So and I and I know that I'm more than that, right? So and I, I remember my one of my greatest one of the greatest influences over my life is the late Miles Monroy. You know, and one of the things that I thought about was releasing your potential, you know. We have so much potentials in us and um, we do not have we the most important responsibility that we have is to see that all the all of the giftings, talents, graces you know, potentials that we have in us, you know, we're able to bring it, you know, to life. You know, Miles Moore always said that we all have to die empty, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that you cannot afford. He says that the richest place in the world mm-hmm. is a graveyard because we have unfulfilled dreams. So, so we must live every day like it is very urgent. Like you must live every day like your last day, try that. What are things I can do today? You know, we must all live like that. If we all can do that, I believe that we all would make ourselves happy, make our mm. uh, community happy, and I believe we also make God happy. Wow, that's deep. So thank you very much for thank your you time. For me. Yeah, on short notice, you graced out. Yeah, I feel honored. I feel yeah. like a celebrity. You are a celebrity. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you.